0: Thank you for joining us in part two of the podcast. I'm your host, Ordo, and just a little bit later on, you'll be joined by Cardwiz. If you haven't listened to part one, go ahead and do that. As for now, let's cut to the action.
1: Tell me, Nemesis, do you recall the Red Canyon? You'll die. 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 You took everything that I loved. (sighs)
0: Now, mother. <sighs> and uh that's one way to start your game. Like Jesus, I didn't expect uh Saros to, to shake a man in the start of this game, did you?
1: I absolutely did not. It it is a wonderful opening cutscene just open you up to the world and to the past of this world. I remember when they like a month before the game was released they released that trailer i must have watched it 20 times not only just enjoying it but trying to dissect everything that goes into it but i remember way back in the day like 10, 10 15 years ago when uh path of radiance came out i remember on my dial-up internet loading up that opening cut scene with ike and his father having the fight and it's like okay this is an okay fight scene i only watched it like once Partially because of the dial-up, partially because it's just an okay whatever meh cutscene. This is how you open up a fire emblem game. This is just how you open up a game. It's wonderful.
0: I actually had one quote in mind. It was from uh Lara Shell and Ian's supports from uh the Sacred Stones and that's if I were not a holy woman, I would beat you senseless, but obviously, as we can see by the multiple stabbings from Saros here, that did not stop her.
1: She just shaped a guy just over and over and over again, and then for some reason that we don't know yet, she takes up his sword and holds it to her face, smearing the blood across herself, and just says, talks about her mother. What?
0: Yeah, yeah. The, um... It, it, can't, it can't be stated, like, how well uh, Chirami Lee delivered those voice lines. There was so much venom and hate in those lines. Like, you know something... Something happened.
1: But will we find out the past between these two mysterious characters we don't know anything about? Uh, stay tuned and find out as we continue playing this game. And maybe, I haven't played the Blue Lion's Path. Maybe the Blue Lion's Path will give us more insight, or maybe it won't. We'll find out.
0: Yeah, I do think after this playthrough, we'll look at the Foglin Library sometime. But, we're getting ahead of ourselves. After this scene, we're shown several scenes before being brought before a young girl sitting on the throne of swords. Upon seeing us, she asks us to come closer. Here's where we get to choose our name, our gender, and our birthday, which happened, and we happened to share our birthday with the girl. But before, but before we can learn more about the girl, she gets sleepy.
1: Before we continue, what was uh, your Byleth's gender and name? What did you go with?
0: Uh, I went with male Bileth this time, and I named him Candor. Uh, Ooh. So that's that's in keeping with the uh, Star Wars uh, naming theme, um, candor as in candorous ordo just to, uh, different. Well, I wanted, I needed a way to differentiate my two save files as well. So I had <laughs> one be candor and one be ordo.
1: that's nice. I, I keep forgetting that Ordo actually comes from star Wars. <laughs> Cause I didn't play that game. Uh, I went with female byleth and I named her Desdemona. Man. Uh, mainly because my last playthrough I did, I named my male Byleth Samson, so decided to continue that trope and see how things go on. Maybe it'll have some sort of deeper meaning to me in the story. We'll figure it out.
0: Since we were since we talking about the differences in gender, do you have any, do you have a uh, an S support in mind? Uh,
1: right now, I'm because I'm on the Blue Lions path. I'm probably aiming towards female Byleth and Dimitri, but who knows? Maybe I'll go to do or I, I'll probably who my best character is that's what I've done in my last couple of playthroughs I, my, I'll
0: i have to remember my I'll have to remember not to screw up my S-support again
1: yes you managed to not get S-supports for two of your playthroughs
0: uh yeah yeah
1: and, and I misspoke earlier my pilot's name is Delilah not Desdemona I've I've got Shakespeare on the brain for some reason I like that name Delilah Delilah's a beautiful name beautiful name that can lead to a lot of destruction as we'll soon see.
0: (laughs) So as we awaken, uh, we get to chit-chat with our good old pops, good old Geralt there, and we can either tell him about the war, or the girl.
1: Of course I told him about the girl I'm dreaming about, the young girl who's in rope bondage that I'm dreaming about.
0: And right then, Mr. uh, Chris Hansen showed up.
1: (laughs) Chris Hansen in the form of three teenage lords who show up at our door. They're teenagers with attitudes, you might say.
0: Yeah, we were actually about to go to our mercenary job, but <laughs> would you not believe it? Bandits in a Fire Emblem game. Who knew? Yes, our, our three teenagers' attitude have been pursued by bandits, and they show up to Ramira Village to be like, hey, can you help us? And so we enter our first little map.
1: We have a nice little prologue map, nice little tutorial map. You've got four units, yourself and the three lords, along with your father, the paladin, who hangs out in the back for most of the fight. It's just the four slash five of you against seven bandits. And it's a very straightforward map. I made sure to go out of my way just to, because I knew I was doing blue lions went forward with myself and Dimitri. I made Claude and Edelgard give us their weapons. So just charge forward with all their weapons. And the two of us managed to defeat the hordes.
0: There's actually something that I actually don't really like about this map. And it's the, it's actually the song Fodlan wins. It seems too bright and strong and peppy for, like, a night map, because this, this all takes place at night. What do you think?
1: I never had a problem with the music. I was more annoyed by the tutorials that keep popping up every few seconds to tell you, here's how to use cover. But I'm too lazy to turn the tutorials off in the menus. So I just keep clicking through, be like, okay, come on, I know what cover is. I know what type advantage is. I know what ranged fighting is. Come on, let me play this.
0: Yeah, I... Yeah, well, hey, on the bright side, it's not Pokemon or Zelda tutorials.
1: Oh, dear lord. Yeah.
0: Do you know how to catch a Pokemon? Yes. Well, I'm going to spend 20 minutes showing you anyway, despite the fact this franchise is, like, 30 years old.
1: There's only one reason to talk to that old man, and that is to unlock Missing No. At least I think that's how that worked. That's how I did it back in the day.
0: Well, that's a whole other thing. But... So after this map, uh, our, our good bandit pal, Costas, decides to uh, attack Edelgard, and doing the right thing, we jump in the, we jump in the path of his axe and... Zuh, world worldo! Time has stopped.
1: Yeah, it turns out just putting your back to a guy swinging a giant axe is not the best way to stop him. Turns out you're dead. Congratulations. Game over.
0: And not only are we dead, we've killed the girl that lives inside our mind.
1: But she's not very happy about that. She wants to do something about it.
0: The girl finally remembers that her name is Sothis, but she's also called The Beginning. She gives us a uh, a nice little talking to, and then we learn that we're linked somehow. She turns, back, she turns back time for us, and this time we send Costas packing. But Geralt seems to notice that we have done something.
1: Yeah, there's something weird about Geralt. Like, how did our father figure manage to see us seem to stop time? Like... During this map, if you actually hover over his character, his paladin character, you might notice something a little weird. He, he has a crest of some kind, and if you examine this crest, it seems to be a crest of Saros?
0: Not, not just a crest of Saros, but didn't you, didn't you tell me that it was a, uh, a major crest?
1: Yes, it's just like, how does he have a crest of the, that awesome hero who we just saw shank a guy? Is, the, is he a descendant, or is there something else going on here?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually, though, the Knights of Saros catch up with us, and we're greeted by Geralt's longtime pal, Alois, who's very, um, he's very jokey, very dad jokey, I'd say. Yes, just well, he's
1: very pleased to see Geralt. He's one of his old buddies, his old mentor, and he, he thought Geralt was dead, but now his old friend, his mentor, is here before him, along with these lords
0: and you. Geralt, uh, Geralt seems to be not too happy that the Knights of Saros have found him. He's like, great, now I have to go back to the Knights of Saros. Uh,
1: yes, but before we go back, we have a little meeting with our three new teenage friends.
0: And we can we can actually click... Um, well, they're actually just basically sort of like, oh, man, you should join the Empire. Oh, man, no, no, blue lions come join us. And Claude's like, but, but wait a second, I want them to join me too. And right here, you kind of get the... They kind of throw you for a loop here because it's just like, oh, which one do you want to choose? But I don't think this actually has an outcome.
1: It it just increases your support with whoever you pick. So I don't think there's any reason to not choose the one you, you're planning on going with. But you learn about the three characters, the voice in your head, or your voice in your head, says that Elgard is constantly judging, Claude looks like he's scheming, and Dimitri is dark, but sincere.
0: We'll see how that turns out. Mm-hmm.
1: They all seem very nice, and we'll all get along, I'm sure. Because we, we're we all a part of the land of Foldland, a land protected by the goddess, where three nations live in harmony.
0: Foldland is, uh... Well, they they actually go through, like, all, like, the different factions and whatnot, and that's, that's, that's kind of long, so I didn't put any of that stuff down. But, while well, after that, we get to um, walk along this little path, and we get this nice, like view of like what the monastery looks like in the mountains and whatnot.
1: Our male or female bilith walk animated walking along, our new friends with our totally not going to die father walking into this monastery where we eventually will get another cutscene very soon. Another wonderful cutscene just depicting all of the students that we're about to have because surprise, you're a teacher now.
0: Ha <laughs> actually I do want to go back do this one second but like I noticed that like, when you enter, Rhea's looking down exactly at you, and you're looking up at her, and Gerald's uh, just like, Lady Rhea. It's just like, there's something between these two that has happened. Yeah, but
1: it must not be that bad. They're, it was probably just a bad breakup or something. shes He's probably just reluctant to come back, but they're on good terms, right? Right?
0: Anyways. <laughs> So anyway, Geralt ends up getting talked into joining the knights again. Not like he can actually say no. And there's kind of a uh there's a weird we we just I mean we just not mentioned it, but there's kind of a weird tension in the conversation between Rhea and uh and Geralt. And we actually get to meet uh a couple of other professors, which uh Manuela and Hanneman. By the way, fellas, Manuela. And she simple. will
1: tell you in every conversation you have with her.
0: Have you ever gone like like, okay, when you get to choose your house, have you actually gone, like, straight to her, like, not want to say classroom, but her place I or whatever it is? I don't think
1: I ever have.
0: Okay, so I was trying to get the rundown of all the characters and whatnot. And I went to her and she's like, she's like, oh, I love a man who knows what he wants. Quick, lock the door. I was <laughs> like, dang. dang. Uh, I knew there was a
1: reason I romanced her in my last playthrough.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh there's no option to Sadly shut the door, so
1: I'm in. Mean. But we do have a chance to talk to Alois, and Alois gives us a little bit of information that's kind of interesting. It could have a huge impact on the story, or maybe it's just something that's randomly thrown in. Although with the details this world has provided, I don't think so. He tells us that in the last battle where the bandits attacked, there was going to be another professor, a professor who was supposed to be the third professor, but that person just ran off. We have no idea who this person is. We don't know what happened to them. But what's going on with this? Is This bandit plan, this thing where it just happens to show up on this our doorstep, is this all premeditated? Is this all on purpose? What is going on? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Maybe. Probably not.
0: Well, I actually forgot to mention, we also run into uh, Sedith, who's like the second in command to Rhea. And basically, he's, he doesn't trust us. And he even questions, you know, why we're a teacher. He's just jealous of place. us because
1: we have better green hair than him.
0: I actually do well, like this, because I remember being in the previews, because the previews for this game were just like, oh, you were found one day by the Knight of Saros, and now you're a professor. I remember being like, wait, what? How did that happen? And I'm glad the game actually like questioned, like, characters in this world question yes. it as well. Uh,
1: and I like the vibe this guy gives off. He has, like, the very serious face. He's always questioning you, so, like, he really does give off a vibe of, like, this guy might turn out to be a bad guy. This guy might be against us this entire time, but we'll see how that relationship develops to see if it has, does take that turn.
0: Yeah, I really do. I really do like Seth, especially uh, post memehood. <laughs> there day. are so many good Seth memes out there. Oh, I think we already talked about that. Either in, I think we talked about it in our impressions episode, but now it's just like anytime I, any anytime I. See something with his face and like a paragraph. I hear it in his voice. Uh,
1: I need to look up see if there are any good recent set of memes. Those are so much fun to read. And as we as we continue on, we talk to another professor. We talk to Hanneman, or as my spell check says, we talk to Hangman, and he wants to tell us everything about crests, whether we like it or not.
0: Oh, we forgot. We've got Flane. Flane's introduced, but she's pretty much just like, "Hey, Professor. Whoops." And then we just kind of uh, we kind of we'll talk more about
1: Flame later on. She'll stuff will happen with her in the story eventually, I'm sure.
0: So we do get to meet up with Man- Hanuman, and he goes on a long spiel about us having like an unknown crest, and he also notes that for whatever reason, Seth won't let him research his crest at all. So, hmm, that, More d- mystery that, there. Uh,
1: at this point, we are finally put in control of ourselves at the monastery. We finally get the chance to walk around, and I can tell you the first thing I did. I made good use of that money. I paid for all the DLC, and I gave all of my blue, my blue lion house because that is the house I selected, of course, for the play, blue lion playthrough. I gave us all our blue lion volleyball uniforms. We will march into battle as a team.
0: Yeah, and, uh, even if I had the DLC, I wouldn't do that. But we, but we look cool. We, we've, we got shorts. The only, the only costume that's, that this is benefit beneficial for is Raphael and the Golden Deers because he'll finally have a shirt that fits him. <laughs>
1: poor guy but uh, as we walk around the monastery we learn some of the more tutorial things there are like 50 50 mechanics at the monastery and they introduce them one at a time in this section we learn about to do seeds we learn about flane's bait and sylvain's tips for the cafeteria uh we learn about how the basically we learn how the gardening works we learn how fishing works and we learn how cafeteria works all very useful tools
0: oh but you left something out of the notes my man Oh no! What I miss? Uh, it's 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 pretty easy to miss, and I know a lot of players do this. But did you know that Ferdinand von Eyre, he's a noble?
1: So, well, who 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 is this person, Fer- Ferdie Van Ager? What?
0: Ferdinand von Eyre.
1: Oh, he he must be just some random commoner.
0: No, 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 Ferdinand von Eyre, he's a noble. Oh, never never would have guessed. <laughs> But yeah, speaking of uh, speaking of uh, Ferdinand von Eyre, we actually get to talk to each one of the house leaders, and they'll actually give us a basic rundown of all the characters that are in their house if they want. If you want to listen to it, but we dove right in to show stick with Dimitri and the Blue Lions.
1: That we did. We have to keep the volleyball squad together
0: and we we soon learn that basically after this after we choose our house is that there's actually going to be a mock battle coming up at the end of the month so we we became a professor just in time
1: but we we do have eight members of our house to start out with and it's time it is time for the return it's time for the super amazing special awesome character breakdown by me but I want to keep this short since we have eight characters introduced at the same time, so I'm going to complete this mission in under one minute. Here we go. Dimitri. This guy seems sad. He looks like he needs a hug and a comb. Dadoo. Dude, what are you, 40? Get away from these kids and check your profile, check your profile. You're 17? Holy. Next up, we have Felix. A man bun works with blue hair. Never would have thought it.
0: This is, uh, he's witness protection, Navar.
1: (laughs) Uh, But I, I cannot go further into his description because he just challenged me to a duel. Uh, And next up we have Ash. He has gray hair, glowing green eyes. He is anime Danny Phantom. Next up, Sylvain. I mean, it's Sane. I mean, Sane with red hair and his middle name's Jose. What? Okay. I don't need to know anything else about you. Next up, Mercedes. I think your hair makes up double your body weight. And wait, what the heck? You're 23. You are older than to do. OK, you're older than Hubert. Oh, all right. Next up, we have Mercedes best friend, Annette, who basically is a rally bot with curly hair. And based on her pre-time skip look, she might be a doll. I'm not sure. And finally, we have Ingrid. She has the same hair color and the same eyes as Dimitri. I really hope that's just a coincidence in case I try to pair them up.
0: She is witness protection, Charlotte. <laughs> actually no she's a much better character than charlotte is and i do actually like charlotte by the way eh, i don't mind charlotte but yes those are our uh default blue lions um for this playthrough though we are together where we've decided that we're going to get caspar because we need him for a certain paralogue i don't know if that paralogue is pre time skip or post time skip, but i do know that we need him
1: yes that is a paralogue i have not played yet so i look forward to seeing how that one plays out and i Heard it has big story implications for at least one character. Yep. But in the meantime, it is now time for chapter one White Cloud's Three Houses. We have some playful banter between our three lords who I'm glad we're all friends. I'm glad we're all getting along. But it turns out we have a five on five on five match. We have a war games match this evening at wait, we're we're not in the Silver Dome? Uh okay it's just a five on five on five match in a field somewhere i guess
0: well it's because it's falls count anywhere oh
1: i missed that part but uh, because we have to have dimitri with us we can only select three other members to go with us into this field of battle personally i went with Dedu for his defense mercedes for the heels and and annette so she can rally everyone see I, I need the cheerleaders to help the volleyball squad out you know
0: I got super excited and hit start and <laughs> forgot to choose my people. <laughs> brilliant tact, brilliant I mean, tactician. I hate to say it, but I've done it three times because like, I'm just like, all right, get to start, let's go, start. And like, <laughs> where's, where's all my people at? Ah, uh, but, but this is a,
1: I, it's a simple chapter one map, but I really like some of the things they do with it because it's. It's three squads, but they're all red units, so they're not going to attack each other. They only attack you. But you can manipulate this map. So like, if you only want to fight the golden deer, you just move all your units to the left. If you just want to start out fighting the red eagles or black eagles, sorry, I, I can't believe I made that mistake. I can't imagine why. You move all your characters to the right of the forest and move up, or you can just charge forward and take the middle and have them both charge at you, which is what I usually do. <laughs>
0: Same. Uh, there is there is something interesting here in that Claude Claude and Lorenz seem to be have a little bit of, be a little bit of, at odds with each other.
1: Yes, even though Claude is the future head of the region, Lorenz he might think he has a different idea in mind.
0: And that's actually um, looking back now, that it's actually setting up for something to happen a little bit way later on in the story.
1: Mm-hmm. Thankfully, this. Battle went by fairly smoothly for me. Didn't have any problems. I did have a fun moment where Dimitri attacked Edelgard, and we get to see that maybe Edelgard is a little bit obsessive about what's who's stronger between her and Dimitri. And I'm sure there are other little bits of dialogue, but that's the only one I saw in this battle.
0: Same. There's also a unique dialogue with Claude. Uh, I didn't write it down. I didn't think it was worth writing down, honestly. Yes,
1: my MVP of this battle is Leth, and we move on, and Reyes tells us about what our mission for next month is going to be.
0: We are to take care of those bandits who have occupied Xanado, the Red Canyon. Reyes mentioned seeing something special within our heart, and soon after, Sothis will speak to us.
1: Because Sothis is going to live in our heads and be with us always. Totally not creepy at all.
0: Not at all, but then we have our good our good buddy, Costas. He uh, talks to this masked figure who we will learn uh, a little bit later on is called the Flame Emperor, and no, it's not Arvis from Baramblem 4, I'm sorry. Oh, man. Geralt checks in to see how we're adjusting to the new role giving, given to us, and we unfortunately have a small conversation with Dimitri where we learn that his parents have uh, passed away.
1: Yes, it's all very sad, but we can be sad later because it's time for class as we begin chapter two white clouds Harpstring moon familiar scenery we finally get the chance to start the schooling section of the monastery and because of the schooling and because how open this game is the game is constantly telling you in the preview stuff choices are matter choices are everything in this game and those choices begin with how are we going to teach our students do something that just go down the line and do what everyone's best at, or we can just mess around and see what happens. Personally, I prefer to take that approach. For my personal schooling, my initial plans as of now, I'm going to go full, full-on full Pegasus squad. Byleth, Ingrid, and Annette, going to triangle attack because I'm going to make a triangle attack work in this game because I'm sure it's there. I'm going to have Sylvain be my healer. I'm going to have Mercedes be my mage. Felix is going to punch things because his crest is built for punching. Uh, Ash is going to arch and I'm going to have Dimitri be a healer. He he needs that peace. He needs that healing in his life. He needs to heal others and heal himself. And it is going to tank. Do you have any plans for any out there plans for your schooling of your characters?
0: Horses. Everyone <laughs> on horses. <laughs> Actually, I really don't. I really don't have anything um, outside the ordinary that I think I'm going to do. I, I do know that one class I've never been able to get is the Holy Knight Masterclass, and I, I'm not sure who I want to give that to. I'm thinking Mercedes, I'm going to mess up her name so many times, I'm going to call her Mercedes, but we all know it's Mercedes. Mercedes. Um, I'm thinking about making Mercedes the Holy Knight, and then I'm thinking we'll make Annette the Dark Knight. I know I'm going to go uh, I've had I've had Ingrid during my Golden Deer playthrough as a Pegasus Knight where she just destroyed everything
1: and so I <laughs>
0: think I think I'm going to go that down that route with her I haven't thought about the triangle attack though so I should probably maybe like group up some characters for that
1: what? triangle thing is a thing in Fire Emblem games but man it's annoying to try to actually get done in it in a lot of cases it's really not practical at all but dang it I'm going to do it
0: it actually it actually works pretty easy in echoes though if you get it
1: I don't remember how it works in echoes, but it's been a long time since I played that one
0: yeah it's a well it's a combat art you have to have i don't think you have to have them in the in the triangle places like you have to do with the g b a fire emblems you just have to really? have you just yeah you just have to have uh, paula Katria and um s within like the vicinity of, of each other and then one of them can activate the um what call it uh combat art.
1: I I remember my favorite triangle attack was when they added the archer triangle attack to Path of Radiance, where you could have the three brothers be archers and all do the triangle attack with that.
0: (laughs) Uh, um, binding blade has a archer or not archer, a uh, armored triangle attack. Nice, but like two out of the three armored units aren't good from what I remember, so it's dumb to even try it. Oh.
1: As we continue to walk around the monastery, we talk to our students, learn more about them. And one little bit that I noticed that I thought was really interesting. If you talk to Felix, he will describe Dimitri, the future king of his kingdom, as an animal that we can't trust.
0: He's very, yeah, he he repeatedly calls him the Boar Prince. And he's very like, we'll learn why a little bit later. And he's very antagonistic towards Dimitri.
1: Yes, and I like, I have not played this route, so I do have no idea why he's doing this. I can't wait to find out. I'm so giddy with anticipation. As we continue on, we pretty much ha- we're forced into doing a battle for our first thing, just to introduce battalions. We get our first look at those. We get our first battle just to level up people. It's nice. Next week we're forced into doing a seminar, so we can learn about seminars. I will rarely use seminars because I'd, at that point I'd rather just battle to level people up. We hear from Gerald. We we learn he is. One hundred percent officially rejoined the Knights of Cerro. No, we already talked about that. Sorry. Uh, we have our we have our first battle yeah. with the stu- all of the students. Their first real battle, where they are killing people for the first time, or some of them are killing for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I love that when each of them gets their first kill, they have a different battle quotes. Some of them are really excited. Some of them are really somber about it. There was one really weird quote. I'm not sure what it means. After to do kill someone, he will say, quote, still whole and sound, I hope. Is he talking about the person he just killed? Is he talking about himself? Is he religious in that sense that he thinks killing someone makes him less of a person? I I don't know. It's just a weird quote that really just bur- burrowed into my mind. that ah, I have to know what this means. Will this make more sense to me later on?
0: Yeah, I couldn't. I don't, I don't remember that quote for whatever reason, though. What actually is interesting, if you switch the camera perspective, because they say that this takes place in Xanadu, the Red Canyon, which actually we'll uh, chit chat just in like just a few minutes about. If you look in like the Warriors version where you can see like all your characters and the battalions that are behind them. If you look around the scenery, you can see like ruined buildings and like structures oh, wow. and stuff that used to be there.
1: I've ne- I never used that camera angle, so I'd never noticed that.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of detail in the world. And there's like there's like a waterfall and stuff that's going. As the for line, an actual not.
1: map, this is an okay map. Just the the big problem with this map is at this point, all of your characters have four movement because they're all either just almost all either just nobles and commoners, and this is a decent sized map so it's annoying to get that much movement across. So this is a map that's no matter what it's going to take probably like at least 10 turns. And for an early map that's kind of unexpected and a little annoying.
0: Yeah, no one no one's fast. No one has good movement. The enemies are spread out. There's one I think treasure it was it's a large was out, if I, I remember correctly. It was, though.
1: Yeah, so you can get an extra 10,000 gold for oh, okay. opening that. It's quite useful. But overall, the map's not really difficult. It's just really slow to get across the whole thing. And it, this one, much like the last map, the last map taught you you can split up your forces or can take one side over the other. This one, you can. there are two branches you can take to the left and to the north. where You can just split people up. It's not as advantageous as it was in the last map, but it's still an option.
0: And I really like the music for this for this map, too. I believe it's called um, The Land Where the Dragon dwellers I do remember or I like the, the this one. Or something and like
1: one thing to note, not only do you have battalions, the enemy has battalions. And you see that in this map for the first time. All of a sudden, like, all that awesome power you have where it's like, oh, I can attack you and you can't counterattack me some enemies have that too so you need to sort of be a little bit watchful of that so you don't get yourself in too precarious position and i love that we're getting into that on chapter two of the game
0: it's not like it's not like from like um where you had the pair where you had pair up in the previous games and it's kind of like oh pair pair up's pretty super strong and then later on the enemy gets pair up so you see oh crap uh pair up uh, pair ups aren't that great because oh crap they have them too now so it kind of balances like both out where it's like yeah, you have this power, but they also have this power as well.
1: So we kill our longest reigning enemy of this game, the legendary Costas. Rest in peace, Costas. You were a good enemy. I remember that one time you you did a kip up and then stabbed me in the back.
0: I'll have some words to say about Costas <laughs> a little, way later on. Because it's something, it's something that I picked up on uh, after we learned a few things. And I put it out there on Twitter and people started retweeting and they're like, Oh my God, yeah, you're right. But... Anyway, so after this battle, Byleth starts thinking to himself, and he has two choices. You can either put, I remember this being a peaceful place, or since when has it been called the Red Canyon? So Sothis then asks us why we're able to recall this place, and she is also familiar with the name, but but doesn't remember where this place is. Either way, she's happy that we took care of the bandits. And before we return to the, I'm sorry, as we return to the monastery, we'll see Manuel and Edelgard. And we have a brief exchange between the two, and Dimitri hints at possibly something between them.
1: Ooh, mysterious past maybe the, maybe like when they were little kids they they
0: kissed <laughs>
1: or something i bet it's so super cute between those two
0: <laughs> but we finally go back to Rhea and we report our mission and she asks us about our time in Xanadu we then learned about the past and we even get to see the canyon when it was once a lively city which is what i was hinting at when i was talking about like the the structures and all that and we actually learned that the goddess used to walk among the people but After all this has happened, Sothis basically speaks to us, claiming, you know, she doesn't have any memory of the goddess, and she's like, was she around during my time, or what is my existence now? Am I a ghost? Do I have unfinished business on this plane of existence?
1: But we don't know the answer to that, but we do know know one thing it's time for chapter three garland moon mutiny in the mist we learn that lord Lenato is rallying troops against the church of saros why would he do such a thing the church is super cool
0: yeah ash who is the adoptive son of lord Lenato, is definitely not happy about this
1: no he is not and we are going into this ma- mission to teach the student quote teaches students how foolish it would be to turn on the church end quote and at the same time, we get to meet the church's basically the sword of the church. We get to meet Catherine and Thunderbrand.
0: She houses a major crest of ch- with uh was it Karen or Charon, something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Char Charon.
1: But it let, lets her wield one of the coolest looking swords in the game. It's one of the swords that have a bunch of. Other swords sort of curved, branching out from it that I never remember the name of.
0: I absolutely... I I really love uh, Catherine's design. She definitely has the embodiment of, you know, I'm a powerful woman, I'm a strong woman, but I'm also quite pretty as well. Mm -hmm.
1: I can either kill you or I can have a beer with you. We'll see how it turns out. We'll see how the day goes.
0: So... We're uh, we'll we'll have um, we ha- we do have something that's actually mentioned here, and we'll touch on it later, as it's kind of the event that basically ties almost all the Blue Lions together, and that's the tragedy of Duskar. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. But we learn that the king, who is Dimitri's father, obviously was murdered by the people of Duskar.
1: Bad times, bad times about the past. But it is it's now time for some monastery life. We get to teach and roam around and figure out stuff. But. but... We get to learn more of the fifty or so things that we can do at the monastery. We get to learn from Jaritsa, a weird blonde guy who's wearing a mask in the school. What What do you do, dude? But uh, I'm I'm sure you're cool. Uh, we learn about the store where we can buy and sell and replenish battalions. We can go see uh, our father, and he can tell us about lost items. And oh my goodness, we're going to find a lot of lost items in this in this monastery. <sighs>
0: Also, he likes Leone. I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. No, wait. No, no. Leone. Leone likes him. Yeah. I had it
1: backwards. Oh no. Oh no. You, bad implications. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, we beat his. We beat his. Uh, his number one pupil, Leone.
1: <laughs> uh, who, who she claims she was his uh, apprentice before you were. But you'd have to get more into her backstory to figure that stuff out. Around the around the monastery, we still have no blacksmith. I'd like to have a blacksmith. It'd be nice. I can I see the space right there. I can see the anvil, but we still don't have a blacksmith. But, oh well. Uh, we can talk to Mercedes and she'll tell us about the suggestion box or where we can give counsel to people and get support points. And we also learn about training from Manuela, which is very nice, but we're forced to train for the first time with her.
0: We can also go over to Hanneman and put our hand over his machine to show a piece of our crest, which he thinks is actually the whole crest. He hasn't figured it out yet. And I I had one
1: really cool moment in the monastery. I don't know if you had it, but I don't know if this was like – when you're crossing from the main part of the monastery into the church part, there's a bridge there. And as you cross that bridge, there's sort of a silence as the change of music happens. At, At this month, Ingrid is on the bridge, and you can stop to talk to Ingrid and she has a very serious moment where she's talking about Dimitri and talking about the relationship with Dusker. And that is when like the sound went out for me, like that transition happened so that there was no music as she was talking very seriously about Dimitri and Dusker. And it was, it was a wonderful little moment that just, I, that felt that like, okay, this is a serious moment. I need to pay attention to this, even though I'm pretty sure it was just a tr- music transition, but such a cool little moment from the game for me.
0: Yeah, I actually, I actually missed that one. Uh, the, we, you get some good stuff out of the conversations with
1: the with your students, a lot. Even though it's like my fourth time playing, and I've s- seen most of the conversations over and over again, but it it was really cool to have that one little moment. You can still find little moments like that.
0: Yeah, I mean that's just the thing that's like, and you can also get different perspectives as well because. Remember, I chose Black Eagles, not knowing that it led to the church path first. And so when I went to go talk to he he's just like, you don't want to hang around me. I'm a man of Dusker. I was just like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and you can't you can't recruit Dudu. So I actually had to wait till the Black Eagles to be like, or I'm sorry, I had to wait till the Blue Lions to be like, oh, okay, now I see a, a thing happened.
1: But over the course of this month, I did just a couple of battles. You can start asking students to come with you on missions, I asked Kaspar because I want him to become friends with me, so he'll join me, because I want that paralogue.
0: I used my Renown Points to boost my punching ability, which wasn't high in the first place. So basically, I ran around the monastery, I talked to Raya, <laughs> who is not afraid to punch a person. Hmm.
1: Huh, just like Saros, what a coincidence.
0: <laughs> Wild, right? I don't know. <laughs> but it was, I think it was her... Maybe Alois and someone else also has the punching, or I'm sorry, brawling. So I couldn't remember who it is, but I, I kept focusing on that for the auxiliary training as much as I could so I could get Caspar.
1: Uh, but now it is time for the mission. It is time for the Chapter 3 mission where we have to go take on Lonata. And it is a fog of war. Everyone's favorite Fire Emblem map type has returned.
0: I I actually like Fog of War.
1: I, I don't have a problem with Fog of War. I, it's never really bothered me
0: that much. You want to play some Theratia 776?
1: Yeah, sure. Sounds like fun. <laughs> but luckily you can just go, you can see that's going to be Fog of War, I believe, and you can just buy a torch from the shop in the menu selection screen. Uh, this, this is a solid map. It. One thing about the fog of war in this one and that's fun, it's created by, the fog of war in this map is created by a mage, and you can defeat that mage, and the mage's just in the middle of the map, so you can take care of the fog of war by, like, turn three, I think.
0: Here's something interesting, but I noticed, does he have an affiliation?
1: I did not notice that, I didn't pay attention to that.
0: I usually just kill him one off, but I think that this may be the first appearance of those that slither in the dark. Because it, after you he, defeat him, like Lenato says, like "Oh, you all can no longer hide in the dark." It's just like, wait a second. Uh, he
1: is—he is the only mage, and he is wearing that freaky uh, plague, plague, medieval, mask. Plague, plague mask that we will later see. Those who slither in the dark will units will sometimes wear. It could be that, but we have got our students here and we've got to kill that major. We've got to kill a bunch of innocent people as they try to protect their Lord.
0: Yeah. Ash is, uh, Ash is definitely like distraught about this.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: Catherine's just totally
1: cool with like charging through the fog and murdering people with her, with the Thunderbrand, which is a brave sword.
0: Yeah, but you you really have to be careful during this map not to let either her or her two NPC pals steal steal the experience.
1: Yes. Luckily for me, I had RNG on my side, and I literally had a moment where she missed all four of her attacks that were like 70 or so against a guy in the forest, and it was wonderful and beautiful, and it pretty much put me a turn ahead of her.
0: (laughs) 313 Archer, is that you? (laughs)
1: Uh, But this is a solid map. You got the fog of war. You've got a bunch of forest areas. You're kind of surrounded a bit, you, where you got people coming at you from a lot of di- different directions.
0: And they all a good a, a good portion of them have unique quotes too. Like, "Oh, how dare you do this to Lord Lenato, or We won't stand by and let the church do this."
1: And then you kill them.
0: Yeah, in cold blood. You kill
1: them dead. Yep. You're teaching your students what it means. You don't stand up to the church, or this is what happens to you. Yeah. Uh, if, when you get to Lonato he has a few conversations he can have if Catherine gets close enough those two will share some heated words it's not very happy and if you have Ash attack his stepfather Lonato will tell Ash that the goddess is on his side
0: and that we're the ones that are the heretics and we've deceived uh, and Rey is deceiving everyone
1: Eh, I'm sure it means nothing, but it, once we defeat Lenato and all the Green units survive, which they will because they're much have much better stats than the enemies, we'll get a secret book and a goddess icon for keeping them alive. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the free stuff.
0: After this map, um, Ash is—I said Ash is notably upset. This time he's—he's he's basically heartbroken. Um, Ash is heartbroken, and Dimitri's is notably upset. You know, after all, they weren't fighting soldiers or knights; they were fighting their people, their own countrymen. Ash heads off to check on his brother and sister, while Dimitri questions if it's right to take the lives to, to take the lives in the name of quote a just cause." It's the it's the 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 dialogue here is really good.
1: It is, and like the voice actor for Dmitri, his name is uh, Chris, Chris Hackney. Hackney. Chris Hackney, he does a really good job in this moment, like at this moment it's like okay we're in good hands with like if this guy's is constantly giving us narration telling us about the story we're in good hands
0: yeah uh, he's he really lashes out it's and no matter no matter what option you pick he's he's it's the same like voice or whatever
1: and well that's a minor annoyance about the avatar character where so many choices don't seem to mean anything and dialogue doesn't even change at all but whatever we'll we've already had the avatar discussion
0: <laughs> yeah he um he actually has a he has a yeah he has quite a long dialogue here about like i said the fight for a just cause um but before our chit chat can go any further Catherine shows up with a letter that lord lunato had on him it details of an assassination plot to kill Raya during the Rite of rebirth and that is where we'll end things right now for our chapter for our playthrough
1: yes we went through the prologue to chapter three and if it's all right with you i think next time we'll go from chapter four through chapter six does that sound
0: fair yeah sounds all right
1: all right three more months one more season uh ah, so much blood to be shed
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: gonna be a good school year
0: yeah i really like i really like these in, i really liked the intro for this game um because everything seems like it makes much more sense for the blue lions
1: Yes, it's fu- it, for me, Blue Lions is my fourth path, so I'm getting a, just that much more perspective. It's like, okay, especially the Lenato mission. The Lenato mission meant a whole lot more than it did in the other two routes.
0: Yeah, and then if you think about it, like, well, spoilers for what we have coming up, you know, the Sylvain stuff that's coming up, or the House of thing. Yeah,
1: blue, was- blue Lions, they, they get some emotional trauma coming up. Yeah, ah, and it's going to be good. So many tears along the way, and so many level ups. Uh, speaking of level ups, how are? Do you have any of your characters that are RNG blessed or RNG screwed
0: right now? I think I'm right in the middle. No one's screwed, but no one's doing like exceptionally super mega well. For me, my Ash is pretty good right now. He's
1: probably my most RNG blessed person, and sadly, my Dedo seems to be my most RNG screwed right now. Oh no. We'll we'll see how it turns out. It's still very early.
0: Are you going to make to do your dancer?
1: If he keeps having bad level ups, he's going to have to be my dancer. I'll have no choice. Again, well that's not for many months, but before you have to worry about that.
0: So, with all that stuff said, we'd like to thank you for joining on this, joining us on this part 1 and part 2 of this video as we see we definitely ran long on our uh, little chit chat about the playthrough. Hopefully the next one won't be uh, too long. We can keep everything condensed into one episode. As always, you can find us at Emblem Supports on Twitter, personally, me at Plan Ordo on Twitter, and good old Cardwiz at KD Corley. With that said, chapter completed.